Video Junkyard Podcast. Blockbuster is giving free DVD rentals until the 4th of July. Yes, that's a Blockbuster video membership card. Cheap meat! So you can watch a bunch of different movies every day this weekend and not pay a dime. The Video Junkyard Podcast presents free rentals. Hi, everybody. Welcome to, uh, well, a special kind of not-so-special episode of Video Junkyard Podcast. It's it's a it's a variant on our Trash Talk series, but uh, in this this boat, we, uh, we just talk about whatever. We're really free-balling it here in the junkyard. Uh, and uh, with me, as always, is Joe Clever Girl Peterson and uh, Eric. Yeah, I kind of like the movie, surprisingly enough. Gabranson, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. I am. Hey. I, I don't know if I'd be calling myself freeballing right now, but uh, I'm glad to know that's uh, what you're doing right. Speak for yourself. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> but yeah, no. We thought we'd try something that else. heat equilibrium. Uh, equilibrium or some shit. I don't know. Some excuse. Yeah. So we're trying so this something idea a little bit different, right? Yeah, and this one idea time, comes fellas, from one at a, time. a long time back, and that is that we always, you know, used to open the shows up, and the three of us, by the time we got done having our, like, initial, like, hey, how you doing, what you watching, what you drinking conversation, we'd be, like, 45 minutes into the recording and be like, okay, well, now we actually have to review some movies. And it was landing us with these, like, very overly long episodes that kind of felt like two distinct episodes kind of crammed together and so you know light bulb goes off and ding maybe we should make the uh how you doing what you drink and what you watch and show its own thing so thus here we are well we're nerds (laughs) that's what we do we talk (laughs) ears off obsessively free range uh, nerddom (laughs) free range nerddom with with the free ball in free ball in free range nerds (laughs) at your local retailer um, yes. So let's let's start it officially, like we uh, ultimately do, and I'll, I'll start with saying, uh, "What's up? What's in your cup?" I'm I, I'm really going classy tonight and drinking Miller sixty four. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got to watch the svelte figure. So. <laughs> I kind of know. Over the, the over the weekends, I'm like, I'm gonna drink whatever beer I feel like, not like in quantity, but just like I'm gonna just not worry about diet this week. That's what weekends so, are for. That's what weekends are for. So oh, now I'm like, okay, I got to get back to, you know, the gym, the regular routine. So, okay, I'll get switch back to my mostly water <laughs> beer. <laughs> yeah, you got to do so, what you got to do. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what what's up and what's in your cup, Eric? Um, not a whole lot is up. Um, I am like clearing out the fridge from like Christmas time and from like we had the kids' birthday party and then we uh had some people over over the holidays as well, so we had some, you know, beer just sitting around. So I'm finishing off the end of the, like, Sam Adams mix pack that we have. So I'm drinking a Sam Adams winter lager, which is not not a bad beer. So, um, yeah, so enjoying my wintry lager and somewhat wintry weather for the first time in a while. But that's the thing, is we got to talk about the weather, because we got that's rid right. of that too, right? Yeah, so. they called for, like, <laughs> six inches here on Friday, and we got, like, one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, can get we were supposed that. to get eight, and we got like maybe three. So it's one of those good old overreactions. <laughs> but then we got like three inches last night, and it wasn't predicted. So that was a not so pleasant wake up. Like, oh shit, I overslept, yeah, and I have to yeah. go shovel snow. Fuck. Yeah, so. that is actually so much worse. We give meteorologists a hard time about the 
over nobody, predicting. Nobody but likes like, an yeah. unannounced three inches. <laughs> the <Nobody>. surprise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, an unannounced nine inches is a lot worse, but that, you know, like... <laughs> that's very true as well. <laughs> any any amount is unannounced. So is wrong. Uh, yeah. In uh, snow and and many other things. So it's like... that's right. But... So now we know what's true. Because I needed to explain you, that joke. Thank you. What about you, Ryan? What are you drinking? Uh, uh water. <laughs> nice. We've got I, the whole gamut. We go from like a real beer to a kind of beer to water. Well, I, I, um, the last few podcasts I've been just H two O in it. I feel like I, I'm a lightweight. So after, because we always do a surprise to, we're gonna pull back the curtain on this one. But we do we two podcast recordings in a night usually, mm-hmm. and you can always no. tell like what podcast. What review we're doing by like my state of inebriation? Oh, um, that and because I already have number one or number two. Like... <laughs> it's like he's slurring a little bit more, but he's not as hyper. Uh, yeah. My nervous energy is just strange and difficult. Um, but as for what's up, uh, I um, Saturday I was a groomsman for my friend Bobby's uh, wedding, and um, that's when the snowstorm happened too but um so that was a pretty fun thing i'm glad that that stress is over and i'm glad that they they uh they had a very beautiful ceremony and i i wish both uh bobby and holland the best in their future so let's have like a for first time ever on this show let's do it let's do a cheers to bobby and holland yeah cheers yeah cheers cheers. congratulations Congratulations. Hmm. you don't know what you're getting into but yeah that's great <laughs> i don't know them but just saying in general it's all wonder and joy it Joe, is come on it something. is it is it will enrich your life in ways unknown i do have a story <laughs> that though. is true <laughs> i do have a story though that i i do want to share about it so yeah one of the things that they did for this ceremony is that we got these himalayan salt shot glasses mm. um which they were going to put tequila in which they did put tequila in so it's like, okay, I get it, salt, tequila, yeah. but where's the fucking lime? The one fun part of a tequila shot. But um, So no one really like said what the plan was with these shots until it was going to happen. So we were all sitting at the table for the dinner, and then they fill up the shot glasses, and they say, so after the third toast, you drink. I'm like, okay, so we have to wait while this liquor sits in this salt shot glass so like 10 15 minutes later like we we all of us are just sitting there like we know what where this is going like we're not paying attention to like these emotional like me and the groomsmen on the corner of the table are not paying attention to these emotional (laughs) like speeches anymore we're just like testing the waters per se (laughs) and we're like oh god this is salty this is bad so one of the guys gets up during one of his speech, like, like, just sneaks off, which is difficult to do because he's the biggest fucking guy. And also, he looks just like me. He's bald and has a beard as well. So that was kind of weird for me. <laughs> so, but that's a, yeah. that's a different side story. But he, he sneaks off, sneaks away, comes back, and then everyone, then the servers come back with more cups of tequila. And I'm like, okay, so where do I get rid of, where do we get rid of the other shit? Yeah. Oh, we got to deal with both of these? Because we can't pour the new shot in the fucking... So, long story short, we all did two shots of tequila. And funny enough, (laughs) funny enough, (laughs) straight tequila without the salt is a better chaser for salt-filled fucking tequila. Yeah, I skipped pre-hypertension and went straight hypertension after that shit. Yeah, Uh, Yeah. we we have a set of those um, Himalayan salt 
shot glasses. And, and they are really nice. We keep them in the freezer. And then you want to use it, you just pour the tequila. But yeah, you don't let it sit very long because the whole idea is just it's in there and then you you know you drink it. But oof, yeah, sitting there for 15 minutes, I can yeah. imagine. That's just kind of ruining the tequila. It is. Yeah, it, no I, I'm not going to lie. It is kind of fun to watch everybody, like all 16 people, like just cringe at the... <laughs> at this bad decision oh my god yeah i mean i (laughs) I can see how it was a good idea at the time like in planning but the execution fail yeah yeah other than that though it was it was a uh pretty good ceremony um i will say like i've never been a groomsman before and we waited so fucking long for photos like hours oh Oh, god yeah i get it it sucks for the guys more so Oh, I Eric, you're, when I was in Eric's wedding, we had a lot of fun doing the, the photos because it was all around Chicago, right? And yeah, so, yeah, it was cool. We rented a, like a party bus and just yeah, cruised around Chicago. And honestly, our, our pictures to drink it on the bus ratio was very pleasant. Like It, was, it, it really was. Yeah. It was a lot of drinking on that bus. <laughs> so I remember like, yeah. we're doing another photo? Oh, all right, cool. So yeah. Where are we going? And, uh, in hindsight, perhaps we had a bit too much pre-wedding drinking, but I don't know. It was a good time. So. I, I remember uh, yeah, Sarah met us at the wedding venue my wife did and she's like hey how are you i'm like i've been drinking since 9 a.m I've, I've had nothing but alcohol since 9 a.m and i'm standing and i don't know how yeah but, One of yeah it was a good day it was a good day it was a lot of fun so, so surprised uh, I, I stayed standing the whole time but hey it's yeah well that's the ideal time to stay standing you don't want to like pass out during a wedding right. ceremony yeah, especially when it's your own you don't want to black out I think blacking yeah, out would be the worst part. You wake, you come to, and you're like, "Oh shit, I'm married." Oh yeah, oh, that man. was a plan. Fuck. Yeah, How did that all that go was... down? <laughs> so we're so, going to talk um, about some of the new stuff that's coming out. You know, yeah. I guess to to jump thing to kick things off, right? So yeah, yeah, that sounds good. Trailers go at the beginning, right? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah cool. Let's do, let's do let's do a trailer talk. We have just seen rushes direct from Hollywood of pictures being released in the coming weeks. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Trailer talk. Like a little show, man. A little, little show. A little lady show. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Oh, check this one out. Here are some exciting coming attractions. Yeah, there's a bunch of trailers that just dropped. There are. There are. I have a few on my list. What What? what do you guys... Do you guys have anything? Should I... What do we, uh, well, recently... How do we do this? It wasn't just today, but recently the new trailer for um, uh, Birds of Prey came out. Oh, shit. Is that a hyena in a bathtub? I named him Bruce after that hunky Wayne guy. Yeah. I don't know. So I, I, like I, trailer I was, two, right? Yeah, and it, it goes into a little bit more story and a little bit more into the characters um a couple more gags and things yeah i was i was a little apprehensive when i first heard they were doing this because it's, it's essentially a spin-off of suicide squad uh so yeah. this is one of the few things that's still keeping the dceu alive um you know this and the new wonder woman and i'm sure aquaman's going to get a sequel um and a couple other things too but yeah i, I actually am looking forward to this one um I I think they're keeping up with the stuff with the DCEU that was kind of interesting, but they're looks like they're having a lot more fun with it. But then again, the trailer for Suicide Squad looked awesome, and it was <laughs> not yeah. you know, and there was a lot of studio meddling in that as as you know, has been widely reported. Um, 
but yeah, this one could be uh, could be a lot of fun. They they Harley has her her hyena in this, so I'm good. Right right off there, like <laughs> okay, that's cool. And it's an actual hyena. They didn't just like CGI a hyena. They actually have a hyena in the movie. No well, shit. I'm pretty they sure they used an the animal. Part. Part. Yeah, they're using an animal and. I don't know. I like hyenas personally, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll go see it just for that. <laughs> um, I, I will say, like, I'm kind of with you, Joe. At first, I was just like, I don't know if I need this. But I'm also like, I'm not, like, if they make it, it's like, okay, cool, either way. Um, but I will say, it does feel like a Deadpool movie with Harley Quinn being, Harley Quinn being uh, kind of made into this, like, fourth wall break deadpool character and i'm not against it mm-hmm. at all i'm curious to see how that goes i don't know what, what, yeah that's, what, a, that's a good point i mean because yeah. it, it is they are kind of looks like they're kind of trying to do that with it um but it also looks like it's going to do its own thing it's not going to be an exact rip off of deadpool yeah, well yeah but i'm saying like they're definitely like the r rating the yeah. the fourth wall there, there's inspiration for it but hey you know what there's nothing wrong with a slight ripoff i think they it. might find that it works pretty well i think, I think so yeah. it, it does work for harley i think well and i've been i've been mentioning to you guys too before that on um dc universe on the streaming service there's the um oh, right. yeah, ma rated harley yeah. quinn show which mm. again when i first pause that joe don't we're, we're bringing that up later in in this podcast ah, okay for, uh, okay we yeah. have a segment talking about shows so, oh, okay. All right. Uh, all right. I'll hold but, off then. I'll hold off. <laughs> Cut it. But, um, uh, Eric, how about you? Did you see the birds? <laughs> no. <laughs> I was just talking to you You're guys done. earlier. No, you don't get to talk accordingly. I haven't watched any trailers. Like, I don't know. I just don't see them anymore. And I always see them get posted online. Like, hey, here's the trailer for this. And I'll be like, oh, cool. I should watch that. And then I keep scrolling and it's forgotten about forever. So... Uh, unless I happen to actually get to a movie theater, which is pretty slim these days, and they actually play a trailer when I'm, you know, stuck there, um, I don't usually see them. And I don't know why. I generally enjoy movie trailers, and some sometimes they're much more enjoyable than the movies themselves. Well, so they're um, like a few minutes long. You definitely have time to watch them. And now you have yeah. to, because we're doing this in reviews, Eric. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I think that's kind of part of the thing, too, that... Uh, I don't see every trailer that comes out and it kind of back to what I've said for a couple weeks now. And that's, it's almost oversaturation. I can't, I just don't have the energy to be hyped about everything anymore. And right. not, and part of that those is days, but... it's, yeah, it's getting to a point where even things that I would have been excited about seeing, I'm just not as excited about anymore. And I don't think it's like a, necessarily like a personal like oh i'm just emotionally something's wrong i i you know not interested in things i used to be interested in it's just like oh god it's so much to keep up with and you know it's it's one thing when you've got like a like a show or or a a a property like you know game of thrones where that's what a lot of people are saying a lot of people are talking about or when the mark when endgame came out everybody was talking about Mm. endgame but now it's like so many things because i think studios are trying to find that next marvel you know well not saying it's just, over but yeah well they can just yeah. keep pumping out because i don't think you're wrong joe like this it's the same it kind of feels like an obligation like i should probably see this you know so you know when all the memes pop up afterwards i can kind of understand them and i always see the memes before the trailers before i even see the trailers like that would be the same day and it's always like when i see a meme i'm like oh i guess the trailer is out i guess i'll watch <laughs> it but no you're right like it's it's kind of just like 
overstimulation where you're just kind of like shut down and like, all right, I think I like this. I can't really, can't really say. Remember um, when like a movie would come out and all of a sudden you'd hear about it and then everybody would start talking about it and going to see it and it'd become a cultural yeah. phenomenon like that rather than a year-long well, hype beforehand? <laughs> since I, you know, was awful and didn't watch anything, I can add a little bit of something to this discussion about trailers. And, and I find, like, an interesting phenomenon about modern mo- movies or trying to follow, like, film culture in general is we now have trailers for trailers, guys. Yeah. Like, oh, the we teaser get, trailers. Yeah. Like, yeah. and we get, like, an announcement like, hey, the teaser comes out in, you know, two days. And then two and a half weeks later after that is when the actual trailer comes out. And that's actually really just a teaser for this trailer that's going to be out. And so it's, like, two years of this. Like, the movie's probably, like, mid-production when they start doing this teaser stuff. And so it's crazy. Like, following, a, like, to try and follow everything would just, like, boggle my mind at this point. I feel I, like I used to be able to keep keep up with it. Now, you know, keep taking keep in mind, I had a lot more free time back then, but I still think it's a much bigger commitment now than it ever would have been in the past. Well, I also think that, like, I think because they, they let it sit in people's minds for so long, they kind of run the danger of people, you know, speculating so hard that they speculate something grand and everyone feeds into it and then by the time you actually see the movie like you're just like well that sucked i didn't even bring that thing up that that one dude speculated that we just fixated on on reddit for days and months you know (laughs) what i mean or or worst case scenario the studio executives got on the reddit thread and went and changed the goddamn movie look at you Uh, rise of skywalker yeah well and yeah well that totally happens but yes you know with the it's all these big expectations and people have their head cannon on how, Oh, well, this is how I think it's going to be. So we have all these big expectations. And I, I think that in the long run could, could hurt. It's, it's fine. I think it was fine at first when people were really playful with it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen, but wouldn't it be cool if it was this or that? And that's how people have talked about movies as long as there's been like franchises, you know? Um, you know, I think probably back in the serials, you know, you know, go to the, the theater and watch, whatever the hell the Lone Ranger, whoever, you know, was doing, um, you know, mm-hmm. you do it. What do you think he's going to do next week? You can talk about it. That's totally fine. But it's, people have become so entitled to that. This is how they, they think they're going to write the best movie in the world in their head. So then when it yeah. comes out and it, it isn't matched to that. Oh um, God, I'm sure we are going to get well into this territory next week in our Star Wars discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, oh yeah. Actually. It's yeah. A, um, but you know that is a. But segue. yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah, I was gonna I, say that is a that is a segue to another trailer that just got released uh, for New Mutants, which is a movie that we were supposed to get back in what 2017 or some shit. I saw something. I don't think she wanted me to see. Mm-hmm. Like that's a movie that's been sitting on the shelf for a while. Did you guys? So this is actually the movie. Like this, they haven't remade this yeah. movie. This is just the one that's been sitting on the shelf for. They three might have years. changed a few things since the Marvel buyout, or the sorry, Fo- uh, Disney, Disney, Fox, oh. so Disney, Disney just kind of got this thing. They're like, shit. oh, by the way, here, let's wipe the dust off the film canisters. We got this for you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, did um, you? So you guys didn't get to check out that one, did you? I, I, no, I didn't have a chance to see that I one. I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm aware. I've been hearing about it, like you said, for years. Um, 
honestly, I've kind of written off the X-Men franchise for the most part. Um, I've seen, so far, I guess I've seen all the movies, but I didn't rush out to do it. In fact, I think... Um, no, I, I didn't see Dark Phoenix. I had no interest. No, just neither did I. Because yeah, Apocalypse was so Neither bad. did anyone else, I, I think. I didn't see Apocalypse either. The last one I saw was uh, Days of Future Past. I liked that yeah. one. That was yeah, probably so the I. only one, yeah. of all of the proper X-Men movies, not counting Logan or things like that, but of the proper X-Men movies, I think Days of, Days of Future Past was the only one that I liked from start to finish. Because it felt yep. like an X-Men story. But even, I kind of liked e the reboot ones, um, which I guess that's the second of mm -hmm. them. But I liked First Class okay as well. I liked it more than um, I thought I would. I actually didn't, yeah. because I wasn't a big fan of... The first X-Men I liked because that's what we had. And then I really liked X2, but then upon repeated watching, I was like, wow, the best part of this movie is in the first, like, ten minutes. Yeah. And then it's then it's just okay the rest of the movie. It still wasn't yeah, bad. I, that is that's a weirdly top heavy movie, but yeah. And then the third one was just let's throw everything in it and it yeah, just didn't really do much for me. So when they did kind of the reboot with first class, I think that's when my daughter was still like only six months old, so I wasn't going to movies anyway, so I, I just let that one slip. And eventually I saw it and it was I was pleased with it. I liked it more than I thought I would, but um, Days of Future Past got into, I thought, the cool stuff that I really liked about X-Men, so I was pleased with that, but then I saw Apocalypse and it was just, ugh, it was terrible. Well, thank you, Joe, for reviewing the whole entire X-Men franchise. Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to say... And I'm not even super familiar with what New Mutants is, like... Well, let me let me say this about it. It it's, looks like it doesn't actually belong in the same universe it looks different um mm. it, which could be a saving grace to it honestly and it does kind of have like a modern stephen king movie vibe to it well it's supposed to be a horror movie mm -hmm. and it takes place in a so you got these dangerous mutants and they they i think from what i can gather you know they they all get corralled into this this mental hospital uh but they're finding out you know things aren't all what it seems and um i think one of the mutants she so the new mutants is based off of like the the comics which mm -hmm. did you guys ever i never i didn't read I them read did them. you guys i'm aware of it only by name but yeah mm -hmm. so what i gather is apparently one of the from what my limited research tells me is one of the mutants she has a like this demonic bear spirit that kind of ha like haunts her and affects everyone it's the main antagonist for the stories i guess ah uh, that old chestnut okay yeah yeah, yeah. so i know where going a, with that i've done a thousand times yeah so there's beard. a lot of <laughs> there's a lot of like interesting beard horror demons. visual elements so it might because there there's a scene where you know you have that classic you know I, nightmare in elm street through the wall scene yeah they kind of do something like that with multiple like all around so there's definitely going to be like a play on what is reality so i don't know it could be great could be not but it could potentially maybe be the introduction of mutants into the mcu they don't quite know like no one really knows how this is going to connect because now that it is officially like being it's i don't know well and there, there was another trailer yeah. that came out too that's kind of doing the same thing with that ambiguity 
right? And that's the Morbius. Which just came out today. Just came out today with, with Jared Leto. I feel like more alive than ever. Increased strength and speed. The ability to use echolocation. And an overpowering urge to consume blood. I mean, so it's... It the the trailer I did see the trailer of that it really has the the venom feel to it like it's the, the same fucking color scheme exactly it's the same color scheme and style which which is it's okay I mean I don't know I personally liked Venom I thought it was kind of charming just it was it wasn't a great movie by any means but but it was a fun movie I yeah. had fun with it. Yeah, um, same. And it, it felt like Venom a '90s was. movie, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't hate Venom either, so I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I, there was some stuff I liked. I loved Tom. Tom Hardy was good. Mm-hmm. And... But the Mobius, the Mobius, the, yeah. the Morpheus. <laughs> God damn it! Uh, the Morbius uh, name is hard to say for Ryan. Uh, the Morbius trailer, though, just feels like, you know, Jared Leto. Like in a, I mean, did they even put Sony makeup on him? Movie, no, kind. I don't fucking yes, no, maybe so. <laughs> Jared like Leto weird... being a fake vampire, or just Jared Leto on Tuesday. You know, it's yeah, just, it's oh, called Jared. Thursday evening. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of filmed him walking around. Um, hey, it looks like Matt Smith's in this thing, and he Jared is. Harris, and yeah, pretty good cast. It's overall, got a good so. cast. I, I guess my question is. Who decided we need a bunch of movies about oh. Spider-Man villains without Spider-Man? Sony because yeah, like, they don't we get some, Sharon Spider-Man. Spider-Man movies that I Okay, don't get me wrong. Homecoming was great. Far From Home was a bit of a letdown as a follow-up to it. Um but I think I just kind of want a different I don't know. I want to see more Spider-Man movies. Like why are we doing this? I agree with you. Is what I'm saying, well, I guess. <laughs> so the trailer itself is kind of like lackluster, but the most interesting part about it and mm-hmm. the one that's been generating the most talk has been, you know, uh, Michael Keaton possibly as the Vulture making a cameo at the end. Plus, there's that Sam Raimi Spider-Man poster with Murderer sketched out, like, over it. So they're kind of hinting, like, is this, like, part of this Spider-Verse? Is this, is this like, a key to a Spider-Verse? I don't know. Did yeah, you guys... they're doing... So- I saw that, and I thought, you know, they, there's a, a quick little line at the end of the trailer with Michael Keaton... I don't know if he's in jail or what. I mean, yeah, they don't say right But he's right wearing out. the same, like, white jumpsuit as he does at the end. Yeah, so and I'm wondering if... Like, yeah, lights. Are, are, how, I don't know how they're going to do it, but I, as, as we were saying before we recorded, Ryan, it, it really says something about a movie and its trailer when the most talked about thing is not about the movie itself, but, okay, so how is this going to tie into the MCU? Or and that's kind of what, God, like, yeah. It's kind of like that's what movies are much. becoming now. Yeah. Did the, MCU ru- did the MCU ruin movies on accident? But <laughs> well, no. I think with everybody trying to, you know, do a no. I know everybody wants a, wants to make things into a universe as well. Like everything's got to be interconnected. But I miss you have one. the movie like The Joker, where it doesn't need to be interconnected, and it's a stronger film. So. It's but like, I mean, yeah. I already fear that they're going to go forward with you know and go against that grain in the sequel and what follows so right and i mean and also who asked for a morbius movie i mean he, uh, yeah he's a I'm spider-man sure villain but he's not zero like people 30 seconds of mars 
<laughs> yeah, I guess. The same people that it, liked it, Suicide Squad. Um, or loved the Joker yeah. in that. But I just... It, of all the oh, Spider-Man God, villains, too. who who likes Morbius that much? I don't know. Mm. I mean, he's fine. I mean, Morbius was kind of cool when he showed up and he was kind of mysterious and this and that. And I, but I never like went and like sought out... And he has his own books and stuff. Yeah. Um, I never went and sought out like his own solo series... He was fine as a character that came and went and had like played a role. Um, yeah, See, and, and same thing. And Venom obviously was much more important of a character and much cooler of a villain. But I still don't think he was, you know, needed to be the subject of his own film. He oh, he had been... a lot of fan backing, so I'm not surprised oh, yeah, oh, by that. But... No, the Venom thing doesn't surprise me. I know, but, but Morbius does. Is... Yeah, I like my only interaction with that character came from like the '90s Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, where he had like the fucking like leech suckers on his hands. Right, and mm-hmm. he was played by some guy with like a Transylvanian European yeah. accent. <laughs> like a really overdone. He kind of had a, a overdone Dracula accent, right? Right, and he's always in that fucking leather co- like that leather uh, trench coat. You know, like yeah, because <laughs> like yeah. But he still tucks in his blue shirt. I don't know. That's what I remember. And he had that soul patch. The soul patch. I can't yeah. see this movie being something that people are going to get super excited about. Maybe it'll be good and be a sleeper success. But I, even with its like light ties to the MCU and to the new Spider-Man films, I, I it's, don't see this being a major. It just shows hit like him brooding essentially. Like that's. Oh, it is. It's well, Jared at least they Leto cast it right then. Being so. mopey. I'm pretty sure this is just filming what Jared Leto did when he found out that all of his Joker parts were cut. Like, he just yeah. like, moped around shoeless. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm going to go to a cave. Probably being a little hard on, on Jared Leto here because I've actually. He's pretty great in some things. He really but, is. No, but we've talked yeah, about I, this. Like I, I we, think too that you know if if this is going to be the one that ties this into the MCU, um, that, that's kind of weird. Don't yeah, you think? really like, weird. Like, maybe do it with something else. Maybe a Spider-Man well, movie and, and have a cameo. Correct me if I'm wrong, but we're getting a we're getting a Carnage movie out of this continuity as well, right? With the Venom and the. I think with, that's the uh, idea. Yeah. Yeah. With, so. Um, Woody Harrelson. Woody, Woody Harrelson. Harrelson. Yeah. yeah, I would be yeah. intrigued with that. I'm not gonna lie. I just casting wise, I think it's great. I don't know. Yeah. But then again, the casting in Venom was fine, and the movie was just kind of lackluster. So. Yeah, and there's that little uh, deleted scene in uh in venom with uh well was it a deleted scene or was it a post no it's post credit post credit scene where they mid credit scene actually i believe cassidy and yeah i think um, that could be fun i mean it's weird seeing woody harrelson with like shock red hair but yeah it was kind of cool i uh i do i did hear a fan theory or a theory or whatever um that the potential that because MCU characters can't be in Sony movies, that maybe Michael Keaton's Vulture that we see is still Vulture, but from a different universe. Yeah. So maybe that's how they explore like these villains that you see in the MCU, but like they use the same actors, yeah. you have the same characters, but slightly altered. So well, I, maybe I mean, because because having murderer written on like that same Raimi Spider-Man kind of hints to the end of Far From Home. You know what I mean? Like what happened at yeah, the end of that movie? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and something I don't know the legality of the properties like in detail. I've heard that you know okay yeah MCU characters can't be 
used in the Sony films. And remember, Sony is is lending Spider-Man to the MCU. And and the rogues gallery, yeah. So that could mean that that Tom Holland Spider-Man could be in this potentially, or in yeah. one of these types of movies. There's because rumors that he he might show up. Yeah. Technically, I mean, I, I again, I, this is where I don't know the legality, the the, the specifics of it. Does is that what that means that he is owned by Sony, and they've been only for film, anything with film. Uh, right. He's yeah. The, I think Sony does have yeah express consent to the character. So like the Disney movies that have been done have been done with their permission and as co-productions, and their relationship fell apart a bit after they did Far From Home. Right. But I heard it's back on again. Yeah. For, Thanks to a drunk more... Tom Holland. <laughs> but yeah, so that's what I'm wondering: is is Tom Holland when they say no MCU characters, does that count? Does that include Tom Holland? Because technically, not sure. he's not an MCU character if you think about it from the legal contract. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, anyway. I'll see it when it comes out, but I may not rush out to see it. I don't know. I probably will. Yeah, that, I, yeah. Pretty much all of this stuff we've mentioned so far are definitely ones that will be on video if I ever see them. Because man, am I slow to get to stuff. Well, my only other movie news was the Doctor Strange director stepping down, Scott uh, Derrickson. Oh, yeah due to quote-unquote oh, yeah. okay. creative differences that one bummed me out with disney a, a director having created i know own. it's a great sign <laughs> well dr strange has been kind of put in this like weird kind of position of with like wandavision coming up and stuff um like this seems like a lot of weights being thrown on the 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 mystical side of the marvel universe uh with with wandavision being bumped up um mm. from it was going to come out like next year and it's going to come out this year. And that has direct ties to, uh, Dr. Strange, even rumored to share the main villain. Um, Hmm. but that might've played a role in like, because of that being upped that now the, the release date for Dr. Strange has been tightened. And there was like a comment that he made about like, you know, like harsh deadlines or the destroyer of like creativity or something. I'm paraphrasing, but so it's just one of those signs of just like studios i know that they have this this plan but what's the point of just like making a product if it isn't going to be the best product well it depends i mean depends what your product is can you sell it still and is it still profitable because at a point you know it you you hurt the product more by disappointing the fan base than you do by putting something out that's substandard so same yeah yeah i agree yeah but if it makes enough money <laughs> if it makes enough money they'll still do a sequel which will make enough money and they just kind of keep that machine going whether the movie really yeah. is technically well made or not as long as you get people buying overpriced tickets then they'll keep making them <laughs> and buying the merchandise scott derrickson's an interesting dude too so i i feel like I don't know. It just it seems like it's the story all the time now with Disney. Like, and even there's some there's some you know whispers and rumors out there that that J.J. Abrams kind of butted heads with them during the post production on the latest Star Wars film. Um, I think that they they're running their studios very differently than people have you know in, in many many years. More so similar to the way like the big studio systems worked in the the 30s and 40s, where the studio is is the end all they're the one making this say they're making the creative decisions the director's hired to do a job and when they don't agree they're kind of just replaced and someone else does the job so yeah 
it's it's a different way of doing things. I'm not going to say it's wrong. I'm not going to say they're demonize them the way some people do, but um, it does, I think, hurt um, directors' visions for things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, well, I think so. I think like I don't know, like some so like certain Marvel movies they've they've switched directors before, and it has worked out for the best. Like Thor, for example. Um, like once I get uh taika watiti i mean that was definitely like a good change up but i'd say like i liked the first doctor strange movie I, I it's an origin movie so it has that same like okay so we got through the origin but it wasn't a bad one but i was really right. looking forward to like the sequel i want to get more i like doctor strange and like the guardian movies those are the main ones where i'm like i'm excited like show me some trippy sci-fi and show me some trippy magic dimension shit you know like that mm-hmm. lovecraftian feel and he seemed like a good director with like a you know a clear plan like a clear vision and it's just kind of like it really depends on who they're gonna get well it's interesting that a lot yeah. of these big budget studio films like especially the big shared universe ones like the mcu um they keep bringing in essentially uh independent filmmakers yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's not just them. You know, they they did it with Star Wars it, with this new trilogy. They they not with JJ, but they did it with with Ryan Johnson, um, Colin Trevorrow, yeah. who butted heads with Disney and was fired. So yeah, yeah. but I was, I was gonna, gonna say, say they, that... you know, Colin Trevorrow, which they did with the Jurassic World movies. Um, mm-hmm. You know, which actually all the Jurassic well, the guy who did um, Rogue One too. Yeah. He got let go. After... Oh right, yeah, Gareth Edwards. Gareth yeah. Edwards. Yeah. So and... they hire these new indie guys and like this is gonna be great and then they realize indie people have a new vision that's supposed to liven things up and they're like well let's not liven it too much get the fuck out yeah i mean so, it's what like, they did it with... almost seems like they're instead of doing like the old-fashioned like um running a running a early cut of a film through like test audiences and test screenings that that they're really really paying very close attention to the twitter sphere and to uh what pe- how people are reacting to early rumors or um things about the film and and unfortunately i think they're honestly letting fans run the shop a little bit too much and i can only think of one example where they've done that and it was probably for the best and oh it certainly has paid off at time to time yeah well and we haven't seen the movie yet uh but the sonic the hedgehog movie (laughs) <laughs> the first trailer of that where it was just like for the best maybe the with a grain of salt but it's <laughs> well with that the first did you guys see the first trailer to sonic oh, God, yeah. yeah holy shit <laughs> it was creepy looking and then i saw the newest trailer where they've redesigned sonic and it's the same yeah. movie but okay that could be cute because i'm not looking at nightmare fuel for the entire movie you know my yeah. kids aren't going to be crying <laughs> in the theater because what's up with his yeah. teeth you know <laughs> but you know, that's one where I think there was such a big backlash. And maybe there should have been because that design was really quite horrendous. But there was a time when they wouldn't have given a shit and they would have just made the movie and you liked it or you didn't. Um, right. So, yeah, I, I think for the most part, listening I, to the I audience... I miss the days when people withheld their opinions till they'd have actually, you know, seen something. Seen something, yeah. Or if, like, I'm not interested in that and leave it alone rather than mm-hmm. this attitude like... I was expecting oh, this movie, and I, it, it needs to look better before I've even seen it kind of like a thing. The, like or cats. how about the good old, like, you you made a movie that I didn't like, so you are an awful filmmaker, awful person, you've ruined my childhood, 
you did this or this or this instead of just being like well i didn't like that let me go home now and watch something i do like instead listen so, eric we're gonna yeah. talk about that in our special <laughs> <Yeah>. this weekend <laughs> Don't yeah ahead. i can't i i can't really <laughs> get on board with the it ruined my childhood kind of a thing i the, there's only one franchise i can think of where they came out with a sequel that it didn't ruin anything but it definitely kind of personally took the uh the steam out of me from like wanting to go back and watch the older films and that's the last indiana jones movie mm. kingdom of the I crystal thought you were skull talk about the Batman schumacher takeover no because i can just take those or leave it but the, the joe's it, a great defender of batman forever i think i actually am i, I actually like batman forever <laughs> i like batman forever <laughs> I thought it was fun. I know it's, it's like an it's, awkward middle child. It is. It is. It, it is. is. Like you I hate. I, there is not a Batman movie I hate. By the way, even Batman and Robin, I could find some things that I. It's 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 a fun it's drinking game. Actually, if you guys yeah, have never had the drinking game, hilariously bad and strange decision. But yeah, yeah, I had, I had fun with so, Batman forever. But yeah. Not we started <laughs> earlier to segue a little bit into, and I just wanted to talk before we totally run out of time here today about uh, today being when we're recording this. We have no idea when this is actually going to go out there, but uh, today being January 13th, they released the uh, Oscar nominations for the 2020 and award Eric show. Yeah, kind of. No, <laughs> semi, <laughs> but. Um... <laughs> Full three to nine inches. What a surprise. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but just wanted to get some like reaction on it, you guys. If you guys had a chance to check out the, the the nominations and what you thought, it was an interesting group of films for me because, wow, is it a like probably the most I don't know like my taste set that I've ever seen the Best Picture nominees be, which is really strange because usually it's kind of like, hey, there's one or two movies I'm really interested in, and the rest kind of. I'm sure they're great because I always end up enjoying them when I see them, but they're not like things that I'm rushing out to see. I don't want to be like, I hate the Oscars or anything. It's not necessarily that. It's just, um, yeah. Anyway, reactions. What did you guys think? So um, I didn't look at any of it. I, I, I wasn't to it. too impressed overall with with a lot of the the list there. I mean, first of all, I should point out, and I think we talked about this last year when we did our Razzies episode, that I really don't. I don't watch the Oscars, and I, over the years, I've become less and less interested in them because it's just it's an award show for people that, you know, last thing they need is is another pat on the back. It's them um, giving themselves awards. You know, yeah, would give it is. That's why I really like what Ricky Gervais did at the Golden Globes. Oh, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's let's see. Um, as far as directors, very male, incredibly yeah. male. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of movies that I think were skipped. There's a lot of of uh actors and actresses i think that were overlooked um and i i enjoyed the movie joker i did go out and buy myself a copy of it but is it really it's got 11 nominations like really yeah the the most nominated film of the year i'm i'm really surprised by that um because there were I'm, I'm, other things. I'm currently halfway through watching that movie. I, I, I'm rec- we're recording tonight, so I'm not watching it. We'll, I'll finish it tomorrow. But, <laughs> You're uh, halfway through Joker? Yeah. Maybe you yeah, might we, need that emotional We break. watched the first hour of it last night, and uh, I'll finish it tomorrow. But Well, and I think, so, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix... So I do I, have some idea no. of what I'm talking about with it now. It's, <laughs> I can see him being nominated for his performance. Um, yeah. I thought I, he's very good in it. Um and I can see like cinematography 
because it's shot really, really cool. But overall, I mean, the story's fine. It's 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 taxi driver with clown makeup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, essentially. So <laughs> yeah, I see that Jojo Rabbit's on there. I, that's a movie I really want to see. I wanted to see Jojo Rabbit. Supposedly great. Yeah, I, and and I we guess all, this would kind of confirm that. Um, but yeah, I have none of us have seen it. Haven't seen it either. I was surprised. Uh, I, wa- I want to sit down and watch The Irishman. It's like three hours long, and I haven't had a chance to do that either. I started it. It's good, but yeah, it's three hours long. I've heard. Yeah, I've heard it's fantastic, but yeah, uh, I did see finally the other. This would. This was going to be my thing. I've watched recently anyway, and this because there's a chance to talk about. I did see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah. last weekend. So, have you guys seen that? I one haven't now? yet, and I keep hearing really mixed things about it. Um. Yeah, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. But that being said, I still kind of like like it. It's still, it's just not going to be on the top of my Tarantino list. And um, I was surprised this got a Best Picture nomination. To tell you the truth, that the acting's incredible, and you can tell that by the cast. So um, if you thought that they weren't, you know, going to be great in it, they, they're they're yeah, uh, I, Leonardo DiCaprio is incredible. Brad Pitt's gr- uh, Brad Pitt's good, but I don't know about nominated for an Oscar. Um, I'm really anyway. disappointed that um, Jordan Peele's Us got snubbed. Yeah, me too. Because um, I really, really like, especially us, but... with with uh, Lupita's performance it was so good in that. Yeah, um, and yeah, nothing. They was... do have the movie Parasite, which is you know, oh yes. the Korean film. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so good. That's awesome that the you know, so Korean this was supposedly yeah somewhat controversial because although it's technically can be nominated because it shares a American production company, it is a Korean film. And everyone's like, well, it should have been nominated in the foreign film category or whatever. Um, it is foreign language yeah. film. It's They've still got some weird technicalities that I think are yeah, pretty antiquated. It's because it's got a, I think it's got a, a American production company yeah. of some sort. But it's yeah. got yeah. also nomination for best original screenplay as well. And I, I, I kept yeah, seeing a thing cool. that I thought was kind of interesting and worth mentioning is that it, um, it brings up that brings this home of like, you know, learn to appreciate, no, get, get, learn to get through subtitles to appreciate a movie as is instead of having an American remake yeah like it brought home that kind of notion and uh you guys don't watch anime (laughs) from what i understand i don't i've tried i've tried i just can't i have no reason that i don't except that i've just not ever really done it (laughs) so i watched some like um some like what what is uh ghibli studios animation stuff like that kind of anime I, i watched and loved a couple of their uh, films for sure so i'm open to the idea i just well that's i'm just bringing it up because like there's a certain animes that they're they're not you know they're not dubbed you know you have to actually read the subtitles now given i'm a person oh, who yeah, like a, i actually when it's a heavily action-packed kind of show i it's hard for me i haven't balanced it out quite yet and i will admit that i do prefer dubs because i think you know modern day american performances can be just as good and there's proof of that but that being said I have, like, you know, when you watch foreign films or foreign things, you know, like, uh, you do kind of like, hey, I'm kind of glad I did kind of, you know, but the original Godzilla there, I'll just say that mm-hmm. the original yep. Godzilla movie I watched subbed and like, yep. I don't watch it any other way. 
Yeah. Yeah, and I actually went and tracked down other, like, Japanese... Like, when, when I buy a Godzilla movie, I, I really want there to be the Japanese language soundtrack, and there are so few that are actually are. You have to, like, buy bootlegs of them. Um, so I have a bootleg copy of... I mean, uh, uh, a, a copy I acquired somewhere of... Um, <laughs> King Kong versus Godzilla that is in Japanese and it's not only is it like subtitled it, it is a totally different movie <laughs> like and it the, just yeah uh, and that's kind of like uh, where it is is like you want to watch like it I think it's it, going back it's it's good to honor the original creator's like vision of a, of a thing like we all know what the dominant Blade Runner is you know it's not the director's cut it's the final cut which is the director's cut, right. <laughs> for example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I've really tried to get into anime. I mean, I <laughs> there's been some that I've watched, and I can it's see a... the appeal. Like, everybody, you know, Akira, that's like the standard, right? And I, maybe I should watch it again, because when I did see it, I was like, everybody was like, okay, you'll, you'll like Akira. And I'm like, it was okay. It was fine. It wasn't so, so I, I didn't get what was so great about it um it's a it's this is kind of a side rant for us we're talking about anime but you know that's a yeah, thing anime okay. is a very large it has genres within it like it is its own thing so right. like it's i honestly do think everyone can actually find an anime that they enjoy i truly believe that that being said, just because like when I say I enjoy watching anime, I gotta be careful because I'll get a bunch of anime fans who list a lot of anime where I'm like, well, I'm not into that. Well, how can you be call yourself an anime fan? Well, there's certain forms of there's there's stories and movies and shows I like that happen to be anime. So I mean, I like it's it's weird. Like every fucking fan culture, like every fan base is just they're just so emotionally invested in shit, and they're like you show any sign of indifference or yeah. or some variation they're gonna fucking kill you like they will lash out at you not all of them not all of them no but that's but true. we're talking about that there's plenty <laughs> of those yeah um otherwise but if you could you know have you guys know. seen anything recently any movies or shows <laughs> or anything like that that you know we we haven't reviewed but you wanted to say something about um um <laughs> I well, saw that Once too. Upon a Time in Hollywood was mine, and uh, I don't want to scare anybody off from watching that. It's pretty great in a lot of ways, but it it's like middle middle of the stack if you're going to rank all of Tarantino's movies for me. Um, wasn't as blown away by it as the rest of the world seemed to be for some reason, and maybe I need to watch it again, digest it a little more. But okay. Um... I can't, uh, well, it's hard because, uh, I have watched a few British drama. My, my girlfriend really likes to watch, like, period piece detective British shows. So, nice. um, they're, they're fucking good. Like, I don't want yeah, to Yeah, watch I was going to say a lot of them are good. I don't want to watch them because I don't, I know I'm going to get invested. And she knows it too. So she'll start like season five <laughs> of a show and they're only like four to six episodes. Like some, most of these shows, they're not like a lot. And then like, I'll end up watching them and then I'm like, I'm fucking hooked now. Um, so one of them, uh, which I guess is actually a prequel to a classic British detective series. Uh, this one is called, um, oh shit completely left my mind maybe i'm saved maybe that's god's grace 
It's a weird name uh, for a detective yeah, drama. A weird no, it's actually a really weird name. <laughs> it's a really weird name. Uh, in um, fuck. I'm gonna. We're gonna have to definitely cut out all this weirdness. But I have to. Endeavor. <laughs> it's called Endeavor. Endeavor. Um, and the name of the character is his name is Endeavor. Actually, huh. so that's his first name. And I guess it's based off of a um, detective show uh, from like the. 80s to 90s i think it is it, it spanned from a long time but this is this is a prequel series huh. uh well, i guess when he's younger and it takes place in like the 60s and 70s so there's always little bits where like at the end of an episode after what happened like they have like they play like the actual audio of like uh what was going on like the actual news announcement that Marth martin luther king jr was assassinated or they actually have an episode that kind of based around loosely the um the um, uh apollo 11 flight to the moon mm. actually really like that episode and i'm briefly going to say the reason why is because the the murder takes place on a studio where they shoot those uh puppet uh shows you guys remember like thunderbirds yeah yeah thunderbirds are so good. Yeah. so yeah. they have like their own fake show and this takes place on a studio like the murder takes place on that studio where they're shooting like a version of that and so they recreated like like the style exactly to fit this episode and that's i think that's the episode that really intrigued me the most all i can think of is team america world police yeah there's that <laughs> yes <laughs> so anyone who doesn't know thunderbirds yes that is the reference i went Fuck straight yeah. for the actual source yeah but, um, all the thunderbirds and like all the jerry anderson is it gary or jerry anderson puppet shows from back way back when I, yeah yep, i know exactly what you're talking about yeah so i don't know it's it's actually kind of a cool show it's on pbs it's it's okay. like so you know but uh what about you joe i know you you've been sitting on something amazing oh god there's been a couple things so you know we, we sit around the evenings and we to wind down we try to find something but okay do we go to amazon prime do we go to hulu you know what we started playing around on um on tubi more since it's a free service <laughs> yeah. and i recommend everybody start using it because it's free and so one of their uh, movie categories for their list is like cult classics and a lot of these have that cult classic thing i gotta say scrolling through that the other night i had this almost out-of-body experience that i was back in pakatonica illinois walking through the video store there because it was like nice. oh my god even it wasn't all just movies like that i remember being on the shelves there it was that same kind of feeling you know how to nowadays when you when you scroll through something on netflix or whatever it's just like you're trying to find something to watch it's like no 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 you know yes, you're looking for yeah. something this was one where like being a kid at the video store where it was like i could watch that i could watch that too oh i could watch that <laughs> like i had a hard time because they were all something i wanted to see and they were all campy shit um this ended up like oh, i'm scrolling through it right now watching and like in the top two rows you got you know teen wolf titanic 2 yeah <laughs> Um, Heather's, Mac and Me, yeah. Gate, Masters of the Universe, Meatballs, I Tank Girl, Stepfather. Yes. The Gate. The Gate, yeah. Masters, of, not the Gay Masters of the Universe. So that's a totally different movie, but yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could watch that. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we ended <laughs> up settling open. on a movie that we um, first heard about. There's a, a documentary called Not Quite Hollywood that is all about the Australian cinema industry yeah that's a great documentary a I love, really yeah. good one and i we saw that probably 10 years ago that documentary and 
it brought up they talked a little bit about a, a movie that was made in 1976 with Dennis Hopper called Mad Dog Morgan. Yep. And I've never been able to find a copy of it. And so we're scrolling through the other night, like maybe, maybe, maybe we got to that. We're both like, holy shit, yes, it's on Tubi. And so we settled <laughs> in and watched it, and holy shit, is that good? It's yeah, like Australian grindhouse, essentially. Like it's uh, loosely based on the true story of of Dan Morgan, who was a like he was a, an Irishman that grew up in Australia in the 1800s, and pretty much went into the bush as a bush ranger and started just robbing people when they passed through the Australian outback. And uh, it's it's a bloody, violent movie, but it's Dennis Hopper's just incredible in it. Very young Dennis Hopper. And, yeah, there's some, some pretty yeah. intense scenes in it, but I highly recommend that one. That's one I actually want to... That, that needs a Criterion but, Collection if it hasn't gotten one already. Sure does, yeah, I uh, the crazies is on here, by the way. I'm just still scrolling through this. There's a lot of great stuff. He's right. Highlander <laughs> 2, The Quickening. Yeah. Oh, see, yeah. You're, you guys are all looking oh, at yeah. it now. See? And, okay, and... we found our official place to stop and watch movies. Yeah, I think yeah. I think this is like, oh, yeah, I don't know what movie we're going to review for the show. Just go to Tubi and go there. Because there's oh, so much. Yeah. I say we could make numbers. a whole new podcast just on like, hey, let's just run this whole cult classic section. It's like... pretty great. And, and the other one we caught on there, too, which I. God, I regret that I've never seen it before. It was Dolomite, which I was texting yeah, yeah, you guys about. Yeah, that's one I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah. holy talk, shit, talk that is. That. I can see why it's called the Citizen Kane of black exploitation. It is amazing. Yeah. The quote on the front of the of the poster is the Citizen Kane of Kung Fu Pimpin' films. It is. So, yeah, yeah. Kung I think Fu that, Pimpin'. That's got to be true. It's yeah. That I recommend that one at any time it, to any crowd. <laughs> they'll yeah. either love it or they'll hate it and then you'll love it because they freaked out <laughs> it's pretty damn good so yeah i've been yeah i gotta watch that one so just watching all the and don't, holy yeah. shit yeah i'm just gonna start watching like see, fire and ice is on here i've been wanting to see fire and ice for years we so. watched it oh we watched that the other night i showed it to my son and yeah yeah i forgot about some of the scenes in that it's like i was like oh it's animated <laughs> it's like barbarian animated stuff i'm like oh yeah a lot of boobs <laughs> a lot of boobs and butts <laughs> He was glued to the TV. Just <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh Fire god, Ice Atlantic cool. Rim like a, had a fucking sequel. It's uh, a moving Frank Frazetta painting, essentially. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, highly recommend just about anything on Tubi's um, called oh, Classics. Oh shit! List. This is a great. Yeah, yeah. Can't can't argue with you there. Yeah. And Cannibal the Musical's on there. If you've never seen Cannibal the Musical, go watch it immediately. Yes. God. It was directed at me. It is. <laughs> it is. It is. Because we had that conversation offline about how I have not seen that movie. Oh, I the, mean, guy, I, the boys I are really excited about that, that movie. one. And it's it's one that I kind of accidentally discovered because I was just buying piles of tr- random trauma movies when they were like, I clear they they cleared out. Remember the store, Joe? I I know Joe will, but there was a store called Media Play in Rockford. I think it was yep. a small regional chain. Um, they were clearing out VHS tapes out of there, um, probably like my senior year in high school. And like, I don't know, they were down to like 50% off or something. And I just went and got a stack of like everything trauma or culty or weird that I thought that they, um, that they had left. And that was one of the movies that came in that pile of stuff. So I feel like everything that sci-fi has ever made, like any 
original sci-fi movie or whatever is just thrown onto this site because it's what I'm looking at right now. I did watch my first Sharknado movie this weekend. I have not seen any of those. I've also I've always been like kind of vaguely interested in seeing them just because they sound ridiculously funny. But I watched the last one. Yeah, which is I think it's called the last one. <laughs> I think it is. Right. It's about time travel, and there are dinosaurs. And as soon as Oliver, my son, <laughs> saw the first five seconds of it, he ran up to his room and came back down with a T Rex and a shark toy, and just started making him fight. I'm like, well, I guess we're watching this. It was uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's in it. No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're they're celebrity like. Um, cameos have like run the gamut of like everyone I mean, who hasn't been in a Sharknado movie at this point. So um, me, I think even I was yeah. in one at this point. I was like, yeah. I... Um. Oh man, I'm still scrolling, and they have the uh, the complete Al, which is the weird Al Yankovic like mockumentary about his life that is not true, but yeah, <laughs> um, that I watched constantly when I was a kid. Man, that's. Yeah, yeah, this is great. That's great. So yeah, that's, that's and it's free, everybody. It's so. free. So download Tubi and Amazon Prime also has a really respectable um, selection of like cult and weird movies. Um, but I don't know of a way to like organize them like this, where you would just scroll through just this um, genre. If you knew what you were looking for and you type one in, then you can kind of like go down the rabbit hole of all the other recommendations based on what you searched for. But I don't know of a way to just kind of like say, hey, I want to see cult classics on, on Prime, even though they do have a good selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so I think it got suddenly quiet because everybody's scrolling through Tubi's list going, ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> I'm, close, I'm closing this because, yeah. I'm, but this yeah. Is, this is yes. what I do at, at my age. Instead of pornography, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's scroll through the cult classics section on, on Tubi. So, it's, uh, so, yeah, I just do a split screen. I go for both. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> Man. there's a mashup for you it's never yeah. as exciting as it used to be you know like when you're a kid you just you, like you watch fucking basic instinct and just freeze it on that one frame and hope that nobody comes home but now you're just like yeah you know all of it whatever it's not working it's not i'm still at a three i'm not at a nine yeah, it's... What, what's on tubi i'm gonna look at tubi as this plays yeah <laughs> It's like it's like watch it's like watching trailers for everything nowadays. It's just like ah fuck, just get over with. I do something else. Yeah. yeah, I mean there have been some movies I've watched like that. Just like it's on. I'm doing other things, but it's on. I'm following it, but not like glued to the TV. Hey, Beyond Black Rainbow's on here. You finally see that yet, Joe? Yeah. Okay, there you go. That was awesome. I have not watched it yet. I have a copy of it even, and I haven't watched it. Let's I should, go. I Made should. by the same guy who made Mandy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. When I saw Mandy, and I, I, I have a copy of Mandy, and really, really loved it, and so I, I picked up a copy of that as well, and I just haven't watched it yet. I need to. So. Yeah. Mandy was a good one. That was so. What else? Should we... so yeah. This, this conversation definitely has gone off the rails, but that's okay because that's what we're doing here today. That's right. <laughs> um. Yeah. Is there anything else that anybody? wanted to talk about i was trying to think of what else i've seen or been doing recently i've been super enjoying the new season of doctor who as ryan and i always fit in a small conversation about the beginning of the show or before we started recording (laughs) um yeah just uh have good feelings about that so no that's the only show i was gonna bring up i started bringing it up before is on on dc universe was the the harley quinn animated 
series. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Which, you know, when I when I first subscribed to that, I knew that that was something they were going to be coming out with, but I really signed up for it because I wanted to see the live-action Titans and Swamp Thing, and I heard they were going to do a Doom Patrol show, and all oh, the comics are on there and all the shows. Like, okay, yeah, this is worth it. And then the Harley Quinn thing was like the lowest on my interest, though. I was like, okay, that might be neat. And then I found out that it's going to be like, you know, M for Mature kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so we... Uh, I watched the first episode and it's fucking incredible. It's absolutely hilarious. It it really does a good job of kind of, uh, you know, the way like the Teen Titans Go cartoon kind of makes fun of the DC universe in a loving way. Yeah. This one does it, but more in a hard R kind of way. <laughs> Very <laughs> I hard. I did R. see some clips after after you mentioned that mm-hmm. Joe last time we talked. I actually did check out a few clips. I watched like uh, Poison Ivy interacting with Kite Man, like she's embarrassed yeah. to be with him, and like that alone, that whole everything about it's like I want to watch this. I need yeah. to see this. So that being said, um, link, share your account with me <laughs> so I yeah, because right. <laughs> it's, it's great. Yeah, uh, cool. it does look great. I would definitely yeah. Well, and it's it's actually a pretty smart show too, for as much of the vulgarity and stuff that's in there, which is fine because um, it's good for the laughs. But it's 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 actually kind of a the whole story arc, you know, is which is kind of becoming or is going to become pretty jaded with the the new Birds of Prey movie. But you know, it's like Harley Quinn and the Joker have split up. So, but the whole series is kind of about her getting over it and really wanting to get into the Legion of Doom so she can prove to Joker that she's a top villain. <laughs> and just the misogyny that they, they show in the Legion of Doom. Um, and then she's like, I'm going to get my own crew. So she's got, um, uh, you know, Dr. Psycho and, and she's got uh, King Shark and Poison Ivy and, and a couple other characters, too, that are, you know, kind of henching with her. And the way they do King Shark is absolutely hilarious. So, yeah, the whole if if you're a fan of DC but you don't take it too seriously, it's it's great. And there is some backlash I've heard a little bit of where because they haven't done anything in the show yet where it's like Harley Quinn and and uh Poison Ivy have a intimate relationship um like they did briefly in the comics. People are getting upset about that. It's like, well, it doesn't have to, you know, just enjoy it for what it is cuz it's still pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. But, so that's my recommendation. It's not a movie thing, but of course the the big celebrity passing that's kind of been a real shocker to the music community. Of course, yeah. uh, Neil Peart. Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know, I didn't know how that's many Rush fans I was friends with on Facebook until oh, that happened. Shit. Oh man, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a pretty gigantic Rush fan actually, and have been for years. So that's uh, that was a big one. That's. Uh, one of those musicians that I, is probably the best of the best and <laughs> um, one of my favorite drummers of all time and also a, a lyricist I enjoy quite a bit as well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just anybody who's, you know, maybe just familiar with the music alone is, is great, but take a treat yourself and go onto YouTube and just look up some of the video clips of him doing some drum solos. And oh, yeah. Just inhuman. It's incredible. I mean... <laughs> Have you seen that? It's gotten it's gotten published a lot now, but it's always impressed me with the aerial view of his drum yeah. set that the he, ring his regular drums had played. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this ring of drums yeah. with the the cool symbols that are like plastic or rubber, and just the the noise and that they're making, and 
Yeah, it was kind of a. It was. It's amazing to watch him play, just because it's you know, and it's so effortless too. Like, yeah. Um, and very creative. Like everyone's like, why would I want to go watch an eight minute drum solo? You know, people that just aren't into like that kind of thing. And it's like, no, go check it out because it's not what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's so, it's, it's uh, something to be something to be experienced. But you yep. know, so. But yeah, so. Yeah. yeah, the world the world will miss. It's good. It's going to be a little poorer of a place because Neil Peart is no longer in it. So, so yeah. but yes. Well, I guess uh, kind of wrap things up for our <laughs> just sitting around shooting the shit episode. Yeah, because we could do this for days. We're, honestly, we so. usually do. <laughs> um, yeah. But keep tuning into the Video Junkyard podcast for more of these kinds of shows, more discussion shows that are going to be coming up, and more film reviews. We are going to be kind of branching out and trying some new things, but we will still continue to be. Uh, you know, doing the regular reviews that the select few of you that listen regularly have come to love. So <laughs> we'll keep doing those as well. Yes, absolutely. Um, as of right now, if we get any part of this up this week, we will uh, be probably in the middle of our um, reviews of 1930s comic books uh, or comic strip characters that were in movies in the 1990s. Uh, series, so I hope you're enjoying that. Um, after that, we have Star Wars and um, oh, a lot of exciting stuff coming up in the new year. So I hope you will, uh, even after this long meandering uh, chat that we had today, will come back and join us. But if you have any any thoughts or anything you want to comment on, any questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms about what we've talked about tonight, we would love to hear your input, love to hear your views. Feel free to send us an email at videojunkairpodcast at gmail.com. You can send us a tweet at videojunkpod or find us on Facebook at the Video Junk Air Podcast Facebook page and the Video Junk Air Podcast Facebook group. Leave us a comment and we'll be happy to bring it up on the show and debate it or agree with you or ridicule you. So you just leave us a comment and see what happens. Just talk to us, please. <laughs> we will for not once. actually ridicule anybody. Disclaimer. No, we probably won't. Maybe, <laughs> but probably not. <laughs> but I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Video Junk Air Podcast. As always, this is Joe Peterson. I'm Miracle Branson. Uh, and I'm Ryan Seiskel saying to hell with uh, Raylo. You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go. Stay on the road. Keep clear of the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash video junkyard podcast on Twitter at video junk pod and on Instagram as video junkyard podcast. All one word. Want to thank you again for listening and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the video junkyard. <laughs>